tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Are you ready? liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and mark i gotta be honest with you i woke up sometime around one o'clock this morning Ooh. and my first thought was what am i waking up for now it was <laughs> i wonder if mark's rat has chewed through all of the electronics in his car you know <laughs> i don't know why i was thinking that but it, that is what came top of mind Man. It, yeah sorry about that but it wasn't like i was dreaming about you it was that i woke up right and as I was looking at my, you know, because you look at your clock to make sure it was it time to get up. I'm like, no, I got, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and that's when it hit me. I was like, I wonder if Mark's car, you know. So I got to ask, you've got, a, you've got a rat friend or whatever friend you have that's building a home in your car. Yeah. But has he chewed up any of the electronics yet? No, no. Actually, uh, he's chewing something else up that I let in, le- left under the hood that uh-huh. is probably going to eliminate him. Because well, that's what it's designed to do. It's rat poison. And, he could uh, be super rat. Yeah, yeah. You're you giving never, him superpowers. You never know. Combination of that, lawn fertilizer, things like that. Yeah, I might. There may be a ring at the door. You know, <laughs> I go to the front door and there's this six foot rat out there. Hey, buddy. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I picture him sitting around Rat University in the cafeteria, sharing stories about these guys giving him, you know, superpowers by feeding him the poison. You know, <laughs> I'm immune. I'm getting him back. Well, he's he's not building a nest under there anymore. He's just coming in for a snack, apparently, because the stuff I put out is getting chewed up, and uh, mm. the the directions on the package say it'll take a few days. But so oh. you know, probably by wow. the first of the week, I won't have a rat problem anymore. So right now he's feeling pretty bad. His stomach's yeah. bothering me. Telling the wife, so. yeah, I got a stomach problem. Yeah, the wife saying, "I told you not to drink so much milk. <laughs> told you hanging out under the hood of that car was bad for you." Yeah, well, he's like, "Daggone it! It's the only place I have that's safe away from all this." My, that's my man cave. That's my rat cave. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mag Show, and. Hey, Mark, right now, um, a number of schools are having the graduation ceremonies mm-hmm. outside, yeah. which, look, <laughs> you know, I know that when, when I was graduating high school that we had we had a very large you know class, and they didn't do it outside in the stadium, right. in football stadium, because of the chance for an afternoon thunderstorm or whatever. Yep. And there are just too many things that you cannot control when it's an outdoor event. Absolutely. So yeah. we did ours at the Civic Center and didn't worry. You know, no worries about anything. Good. That's good. Yeah. And I see people arguing like in Oxford, Alabama, it has gone viral that the the students were at a meeting the other night, a town hall, just demanding they be allowed to graduate on the football field. Really? And I'm I'm thinking, do y'all know, do you guys not know about air conditioning and and rain? I mean... If you're graduating from school and you don't know the difference between indoors and outdoors, wow. I mean, but again, I know it. I know I'm in the minority, Mark. I know that a lot of people have, they get, they really think about this stuff. Okay. Mm. And they like planning an outdoor wedding. I don't think that's a smart thing either. No. I don't think planning any major event outdoor is a smart thing this time of year. No, right. It's really not. And you're just, you're going to take something that is so important, you know, and it really does happen. It's a once in a lifetime type event. Graduating yeah. high school, it is a very special time. Why would you plan something and then not have a backup plan? Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I I, again, I if you want to do it outdoors, fine, but have a backup plan that is very simple to accomplish. Yeah. 
Yeah, Jane went to a, a graduation of a, a a family friend last night mm-hmm. over in Pell City. It was outdoors. Right. And so it was one of these things where it's supposed to start at a certain time. And uh, she says, oh, I should be home by this time. And just whatever, just, you know, make a sandwich for supper or something. I'll be home not long after that. It was like 930. No, it wasn't. It was 1030 or something. It's like she mm-hmm. it was close to wow. 11 o'clock before she got home last night. Yeah. And, and so, so I'm a little rough around the edges today because I stayed up and waited for her. Like, like wow, and, uh, I could have gone to bed, but the dog would have been barking every time she heard anything. That's Jane. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, go to Yikes. sleep. So I just decided wow. to stay up, but she was really late last night because everything got delayed because of the weather. And mm. I, I thought, what, what? Did they not have an indoor facility? Right. I mean, could they not have done a plan mm-hmm. B on this? Yeah. Apparently not. Yeah, it's so weird how we look at those types of things, you know, and I I don't know why, but I don't I didn't even want to have it. I just give me my I earned it. How about if as I'm the last day of school you hand me my diploma, I'm good, you know? Yeah. But I had to give the speech. I had to oh, I was yeah. class our yeah, our class was smart. They didn't say the smartest person would give the uh the the address that the president of the class would. Mm. And I always thought that was cool because you know, just because somebody is book smart doesn't mean they actually, you know, a lot of times yeah. you didn't even know who they were, you right. know, because yeah. they were, they were doing their book where they weren't doing anything else, but right. schoolwork. Meanwhile, you know, if you've got this class president, well, he or she has been involved in everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. I didn't want to do it, but I did. Well, and then you got out. <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah. For I most, was, for most of us, it's hand me the hand, hand me the diploma handshake. Do I really have to go sit down? Can I? And yeah. My car's right out there. <laughs> yep, it's right past my grandpa. I'm right there. You <laughs> That's know, right? Yeah. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mag Show. Thank you for joining us today. The one word that strikes fear into the heart of mortal men and uh, Indiana Jones: snakes. <laughs> snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? (laughs) Firefighters in Alberta were called out to perform an unusual animal rescue when a resident's six-foot snake escaped and climbed up 15 feet into a tree. Edmonton Fire Rescue Services said in a Facebook post that personnel from Fire Station 26 responded to a residential neighborhood on a report of a pet snake stranded in a tree. Firefighters (laughs) said the snake, named Whiskey, had escaped from its owner and climbed to a tree branch about 15 feet off the ground. The rescuers wow. used a ladder to reach the uh, the snake and bring it safely back to the ground for a reunion with its owner. Huh. Who he hugged until he couldn't breathe. But I'm pumped. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Why hmm. is it? I just have to make a comment about this. Mm-hmm. I changed one word in that last sentence. Okay. Yes. The rescuers used a ladder to reach the, and I said snake, but. In the, in the actual text, it says the serpent and bring it right. back, safely back to the huh. ground. for. And these writers writing these things do this all the time where they will, you know, they will, they will use like they're talking about a, a, an escaped animal, a dog of some kind. The, uh, the, let's see, the, advent, the adventurous quadruped. It's a oh. dog, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'll be honest, man. You say serpent, I think Satan. You know. Yes. You say snake, I think Mister No Shoulders. Okay. Uh-huh. You know. Yes. Serpent, though, I'm thinking, was that an apple tree? 
LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. You know, Mark, the uh, rain over the last couple of weeks, uh, I guess we've had, in our area, it's not uncommon to have an afternoon thunderstorm. You know, we've talked about living in Alabama and all that. Yeah. And we live in the north, the central part of the state. But um, we don't know, like, have a week or, you know, a solid week of rain back to back to back. You know, mm, we no. do get a good bit, but it usually is. Like, we make the joke how James Spann could basically record a weather forecast in the middle of June. Right. That says, you know, high of uh, high today in the low to mid-90s. Chance of an afternoon thunderstorm, overnight lows in the low 70s. You know, yeah. you could pretty much stamp that one out. And it's good through August. Yep, pretty much. But we've had rain for the last week, every day. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. A lot of it. Yeah. I, and so... Yesterday, after getting home and everything, I go up to the pool because I'm going to have to, I, you know, my goodness, you know, I got to check on it to see what's in there now. And I was up there doing it. And as I was coming back down, the, the rain had just, it has stopped for a little bit when I went up there, but it started picking back up. So I came back down the hill. And as I'm getting towards the gate, you know, to come out of the backyard, there's an area that is very deceptive. It looks like grass. But it really isn't grass. It really is a mud hole that oh. has a layer of thin grass on top. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dude, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I hit that so hard. Oh. I'm still sliding home, man. You know? Oh. I had mud all over. It was so bad. Now, here's the thing. I have learned that you don't put your phone in your back pocket when you're walking down a hill that has grass on just because right. I'm clumsy on a good day. Yeah. And I don't, so I actually, when I'm walking down a hill in the air, I'm holding my phone. Right. So if I slip and fall, I can ditch the phone. Yeah. Nobody's hurt, but me. Yeah. Oh buddy. Oh, and that I was, I was doing that thing is, is when the phone was coming out of my hand, I realized the place I was going to slide it to was also mud. <laughs> oh no. So I was faced with this incredible journey. Do I continue my slide? And this is eighth of a second thinking my slide into the fence and get muddy, which I know is going to happen anyway, and right. save my phone by tucking it gently towards my stomach as I fall. Or what do I do here? So, well, yeah, my iPhone's fine. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're still going to be, LaDonna, you're gonna be yeah, digging mud out of places for a while. Oh, yeah. And dude, LaDonna's like, Dave. What happened? What your your clothes? What and you? What did you do? <laughs> like, well, you know, I'm so glad I wasn't hurt in the yard screaming because I was screaming, Ladonna, I need a towel. And you know, I could have been laying out there where I have. You know what? My head could have been severed from my body, and the only thing that was attaching it was my vocal cord, where I could scream, "Help me! I have 18 seconds to live. You've got to put my head back on my." She couldn't hear me. <laughs> I know. And you know what's bad about that scenario? If if Ladonna's anything like Jane, if you had managed to keep a hold of your phone and you fell and you were really hurt and you called her, it would have gone straight to voicemail. Absolutely. What do you mean? If she's like Jane, they're both redheads. The only there is the, they are the same person. I've never seen them together in the same room at the same time, Mark. <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mag show and heading into a holiday weekend mark yeah hopefully y'all are excited about it as we are mm -hmm. um one thing that uh, i know i have done i'm i'm kind of ashamed i'm kind of embarrassed but for whatever reason i still do it and i almost did it this morning before i left um 
our dog Hank. Yeah. The uh, bulldog. Mm-hmm. Um, he snores and farts like an 85 year old man, <laughs> like a, a fat 85 year old man. Okay. And <laughs> he gets in the recliner. And if you had your eyes closed, you would think that's got to be Dave's dad in the recliner over there. This is horrible. It's a cacophony of sound, you know? Yes. But anyway, so when I saw this title of the story you sent yesterday, mm-hmm. it says Roland the Farting Dog. I thought, yes. uh-oh, we got a contest here. Uh-huh. A Great Dane in Arizona named Roland has the internet in stitches due to his habit of unleashing ferocious flatulence. While <laughs> while striking a yoga pose, clips detailing the pooch's fart of the day have oh, amassed millions of views on TikTok. Nikki, wow. Nikki Deutsch, she's, uh, she's the dog's owner, <laughs> says, I think Roland brings joy to people with his interesting talent. <laughs> <laughs> the most popular clip with 5.7 million views shows the black and white pooch adopting a downward dog pose with his front paws down and his rump high in the air. <laughs> he then <laughs> he then lets loose so cartoonishly loud it could have been a sound effect from the nutty professor. Oh my word. <laughs> Deutsch adopted Roland in 2020. A year later, the pooch fell mysteriously ill, whereupon doctors later discovered that the Dane had eaten a cat toy, and apparently that affected his gut, something fierce. She says the toy was blocking his intestines, which did some damage, and some had to be removed. Roland (laughs) fortunately survived the ordeal, but apparently was left with a peculiar side effect. Galaxy-destroying gases. Wow. Yes. Fortunately, she decided to make the best out of a stinky situation and share Roland's smelly skill on TikTok. Wow. Within a week or two, he went viral, she says. So I started doing a daily fart because it was funny. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My mom would be so mad because she, that saying the F word, that's her F word. Oh, really? Know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but you were not allowed to say that. Oh, no. And I mean, yeah, that we that was like I'm I'm talking soap in the mouth time, dude. Right, yeah, that's stupid. You couldn't call anybody stupid. Yeah, you could say something was stupid, but not somebody is stupid. I got but you. using the f word, um, nope, couldn't do it. Wow. Yeah. So wow. what do we what do we learn from this? You should be recording Hank all the time. <laughs> well, I do a lot, but you know, I realized that. He doesn't put on any, he acts like he didn't do it. You know, he, he's like, he's kind of like your wife, you know. I what? He looks you at LaDonna and says, it was Dave. Yeah. yeah. Dog on it, Dave. <laughs> yeah, it's like your mom or your wife. You know, they, they never claim it. You know, they, it's like, that was not me. That was Hank. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Hank's over here under the couch hiding. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and uh, but a big reminder uh, we have our daily bible reading right on the main website for life radio it's liferadio.fm and you know mark when i look at a lot of posts on social media by people who i know are believers hmm. um i think you know maybe we i know we should all be in the word more i mean there's no doubt about it right. I, all of us yeah yeah and I don't want to single anybody out because no matter how much you you know pray and read or whatever, it's you, it's never enough. And anyway, I just I see that and all I can think of is you know what if if your habit is not where it needs to be in terms of reading the Bible, praying and and beyond. It reminds me of um, 
what was it? The you remember the guys who did uh, the King? Oh, they used to do the dance stuff and the plays, and um, they would like play a song and create a human video oh, to yeah, it. And yeah. um, that Mark, oh, what was his name? They were at a church south of Birmingham, and Kings. Oh, um, are you drumming? Well, the only thing I can think of is Kings Ranch. Um, no, it's not it. Anyway, anyway, it was a whole group that it was a it was kind of like a college, you know, it was like after high school and before you go out in the, the I'm service you. area. I, and, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Laura got involved. Yeah, yeah she. Was yeah, Laura did it. Yeah. Okay, and I and now I can't remember the name of the organization. Okay, I apologize. I'm, but anyway, right. yeah. One thing that they always talk about is that when they got together, at first um, they had carved out like I don't know if it was a half hour or whatever at seven o'clock in the morning for prayer mm. to go and and gather and pray in the sanctuary or whatever in a quiet area to just pray and the people coming in are like 30 minutes. What do I do with the other 25 minutes kind of thing, you know? And 25, 20 yeah, and a half. <laughs> right. And these are people who feel called to be yeah. a leader in the church, you know? Right. And yeah. by the end of the first year, it's like they, they end up petitioning to have more time. Right. We yeah. can't get it all. We need more than 30 minutes. Yeah. That's why when I talk about a habit of reading and prayer, it really does grow. And you realize how much there is to be in prayer. And anyway, so mm. also action, by the way. Yeah. You know, faith without works. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. So I digress. Yes. Now it's going to kill me until I'm going to have to Google this in just a minute. Oh, to I'm with you. As soon okay. as we get back in the music, I'll be typing away. What's right. the name of this group? Now, <laughs> all right. So, Mark, uh, we've had the uh, the story of the uh, dog, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, being an advertisement for Lysol. We've had a snake up in a tree. <laughs> so now we got human beings believe they could take on a grizzly bear. Yeah. yeah. YouGov, the survey group, has released a new study on just what members of the animal kingdom Americans think they could take on. Of the 15 animals they listed, the rat came in last place. <laughs> it's good news <laughs> for me, I guess. 72% <laughs> of Americans think, yeah, I could take on a rat. E e even, even that sounds a little optimistic, really, because rats mm -hmm. are faster than you. They can evade yeah. your attacks as long as they want, and they were responsible for a plague that wiped out one-third of Europe. Wow. 69 and 61% of Americans are confident they could take on a house cat and a goose, respectively. <laughs> well, okay. After that, most respondents started to lose confidence in their fighting abilities pretty quickly. <laughs> a little less than half think they could take on a medium-sized dog, and mm. only 30% think they could beat an eagle in a fight. But it's toward the bottom of the list where things start to get interesting again. 8% of Americans actually believe they could beat a gorilla an elephant and a lion in a fight what almost certainly the same eight percent of people believe that wow and then six percent of americans actually think they could win a fight with a grizzly bear <laughs> a male huh. grizzly bear can weigh up to 1700 pounds wow uh, surprisingly the survey didn't find much statistical difference between men and women toward the top of the scale while men are quite a bit more confident about their ability to handle smaller animals than women are they're largely uh, they're equally deranged when it comes to grizzlies lions and the like wow I'm thinking that has to be the number of people who didn't bother to read anything, you know? That's just <laughs> These the 6% the yeah. who can't read. And These are the people just, who've never been to a zoo, you know? Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, what would make you, you, I mean, really, are you being trying to be funny mm -hmm. or, you know? But you even know, a grizzly, an elephant, a, uh, uh huh. 
Yeah, uh, a lion. An orangutan, a gorilla? A Come on. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I know, though, here's the thing, that if I had not actually gotten within within uh, maybe 15, 20 feet of, a, of an actual polar bear once, yeah. I wouldn't realize, I wouldn't realize, I would <laughs> know in my head, but I wouldn't really yeah. realize how big they are. Sure. You know, because you think, yeah, they stand this tall. If they stand on their hind legs, they can be this tall. And you're thinking, boy, mm-hmm. that's pretty big. And then when you see one, like you're 15 feet away from the thing and it's standing on all fours and it is taller at its shoulder, you know, like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the height of its hip <laughs> than your wife is, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know? <Right. laughs> it lifts wow. its head. It's taller than you standing on all fours. <laughs> then you think, whoa that's a big animal you know yeah so i don't think people i think a lot of people just don't realize how big things in nature really are because they've yeah. just seen them on tv here's what you well and speaking of that go ahead and google granny beats the kangaroo beverly hillbillies <laughs> episode there you go it all comes back to that life radio.fm the mark and mac show and uh, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you sharing this with others. And, uh, you know, just, man, as we get ready for summer, Mark, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm hoping that we will hear life radio at swimming pools at apartment mm. complexes and, yeah. you know, in more outdoor venues and things like that because it's just awesome. We love hearing that. It still mm. drives me out when I pull up and I'm at a stoplight and I'll hear a song in a car next to me and it's like, you know, I know it's one of our songs that's playing. And I, sure. not, it might not be us, you know. Yeah. But you look over and you're thinking, I wonder if they're listening, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know I probably, people are going, hey, Dad, do you see the guy in the other car? He's really looking hard. He's looking really hard over here. <laughs> Roll the window up, Dad, please. Come on. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's Dad. just Dave Mac. Dad, the light's green. <laughs> yeah. He's freaking me out, man. <laughs> All right. So, Mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you have a habit, too. I know. I, yeah. You, I, I, you yeah. remember in the early days of radio when you're on the air mm-hmm. and you would hear a commercial like, you know, you, you, the first time you actually are listening to the radio station you work right, and yeah. a commercial that you did the voiceover on oh, plays during yeah. somebody else's show. Right. Yes. And you're like, oh, that's me. Yep. Yep. And then, and then later on, uh, <laughs> later on doing voice work for something that actually doesn't run where you work and then you you stumble across it you know what i mean you you somebody yeah. hires you to come into a studio right. and it voice like a political spot or something like that and you right and then you're you know you're switching through the channels and you switch across and go wait 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 and you go back yeah. and that's me right <laughs> I, I do i remember uh, yeah oh wow that you know it's just funny i don't know i i uh, it's not ego it's just you'd be amazed mm-hmm. i mean it's it's so fun yeah uh, doing this for a living has not sucked you know it's not no, bad no, no. all right i tell you what can there, suck though what's that a, a, a rat in your car I, no, no no trust me that does it really does even though he hasn't gotten inside the car he's done some damage but and that stinks have when you start your car in the morning and it doesn't run right and the first yeah. thing you think is oh that's stupid 
<laughs> you know, you just yeah. know that rat has been back at it again. You know, Man. <laughs> anyway. now this is okay. Just to back up for a minute, you've been dealing with a rat problem. You yeah. know, in, but this is your car that you drive all the time, right? Oh, yeah. This is not like the old Miata that's in. No, part. no, no. This is okay. not. This is not the thing sitting in the car in the in the garage gathering dust. This is the one that I drive every day, and so I I'll drive that's- it and park it at the end of the day, and then get up the next morning and get in it, and it doesn't run properly. And I'll wow. open the hood, and there are wires chewed into. It's happened overnight. Where, and I didn't know what it was until uh, one day last week when I opened the hood and it was staring back at me. (laughs) There's a there's this gray rat. Now field mice we've dealt with around our house a lot. Sure, it's because we live out in the you know out in the boonies and we've got we've got woods all around us. You know we've got just trees everywhere, and so I kind of you know that sort of comes with the territory. They're in they're looking for food and such, and you just have to deal with that. You set traps and things, and you deal with them and. But rats, I've never in the in all of the years that we have lived in that in that house, I have never ever seen a rat. Never. <laughs> Which makes wow. me wonder if maybe he hitchhiked from somewhere else. You know? <laughs> I'll say, the reason you don't see him is because he lives in your car. <laughs> He's a homeless guy. <laughs> well, maybe but, he can take see, up the last few payments first, for me because <laughs> when you first started telling me about him, I thought you were talking about your Miata that is always in some form of repair. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. thought that's what it was. And then it was a couple weeks ago when you were talking about him and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> This Ding. is in the car you drive uh-huh. all yeah, the time. Yeah, the Flex. It's it's. I've never yeah. heard of this. Mm, I well, I have, but I. It's one of those things I've heard of and thought. Well, they they leave that thing parked out under a tree in the yard all the right. time. No wonder, you sure. know. Okay. It's the pickup truck they use when they need to go haul stuff or something. Right. And they get into yeah. it and it won't start. And they go looking. Right. Oh, the the squirrels or the rats or mice have yeah. been in here. And the uh, and I've seen the stories of people who go and they buy the the vehicles that have been sitting in somebody's on somebody's property for years. Right. And the first thing they do is open the hood and clean all of the nesting out from under yeah. the hood. You know that right. I, that I get, but the sure. car you drive every day, N- no. never heard of it. No, me no. either. Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah. I think you know. Well, I I need another update. So after the long weekend, we'll get an update. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm my guess is that at some point you're going to turn the air on in that car, and boy <laughs> oh boy, oh I hope not. <laughs> You'll have to blame it on the dog. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know a couple of times i've wanted to get into this story about a semi-trailer crash yeah, outside of yeah, pittsburgh yeah just because we've had our share we live in the uh in and around the birmingham mm-hmm. uh, alabama area and there's that place uh malfunction junction oh, whatever you gosh, want to call yeah, it the where big interchange yeah, two interstates cross each other downtown yeah actually yeah three because you got 59 oh, 20 yeah. and 65 you yeah, know yeah and, that's true and anyway We've had chicken, frozen chicken spilled there. That's always mm-hmm. a fun one, you know, yeah. uh, pizza and all yeah, kinds of it's, stuff. It, and it's always bad. We had a story the other day about chocolate covered raisins being spilled, you know? Oh yeah. You know, well, a semi tractor trailer that crashed last week outside of Pittsburgh spilling its load and, uh, caused a traffic build, uh, back up on I-20 about 6 40 PM on May 20th in, uh, Ross river township. The, tra- the semi-trailer was traveling at a high rate of speed, and the driver lost control and went onto the shoulder of the highway. The, tra- the trailer hit several trees, <clears throat> Excuse me. and due to the violent stopping motion of the truck, about 15,000 pounds of hot dog filler that was being transported spilled onto the highway. <laughs> Whoa. An investigation found that multiple brakes on the vehicle were completely inoperable, resulting in a total loss of stopping power. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, on one hand, there's there's don't you check your brakes before you take a load right. somewhere. On and the other hand, fifteen thousand pounds of hot dog filler. <laughs> oh <laughs> wow. Buddy. Yikes. I didn't know that's how they labeled sawdust and nails. <laughs> the Mark and Mac Show. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show where every now and again you look out your window and you see something weird happening and you're going i wonder where this all began here's your headline louisiana men who tried to illegally transport a house leave a trail of havoc yep two men tony dominique and nico uh, uh nico como I'm, I'm guessing that's his last name <laughs> attempted to illegally move a modular home in Louisiana in the middle of the night before they abandoned the house in the street and left a trail of havoc in their neighborhood. Sheriff's deputies in the state's liberal or or Iberia. Wow. Iberia parish near Lafayette jailed the pair after getting a call at 3.30 a.m. Sunday to report an illegal transport of a house. Deputies arrived to find an abandoned truck, trailer, and house, uh, said the sheriff's office in a statement on their Facebook page. Deputies said the owner of the house, Tony Dominique, had been warned that he needed the proper permits to transport his home by truck. The sheriff said those instructions were ignored, and during the move down uh, Kotu Holmes Road, many mailboxes, road signs, and trees were damaged in the process. Electricity lines were also brought down, knocking out power to hundreds of homes. Deputies eventually arrested Dominique and Nico Komu, and the pair were held on bond at $125,000 each. Wow. Whoa. You know, Mark, all I'm thinking is, what were they thinking? <laughs> hey, I got to move my house. I'll help. I mean, it's just, oh, that ain't nothing. We can do that. <laughs> right. Hey. A modular home is not the same as a trailer. It is a man. Mm-hmm. It is a home that yeah. is built in a covered area, mm-hmm. but it's, it's transported yeah. differently. Yeah, it's built in sections, and they put them together on the site. Yeah, right. And and yeah. <laughs> so, but they moved it all at once. Apparently, <laughs> what? Take all the furniture out of you? Wow. Crazy? Just put the whole thing on a trailer. liferadio.fm the market mac show and you know a couple of minutes ago we were telling a story about these guys in louisiana moving a house yeah um, and all i could think of mark was it sounds like something i would have thought of a few years ago you know and you know when, I, when you're younger and you're thinking yeah. i bet we could do it right. you know i mean I, i've seen uh, these guys on tv move houses it's not that tough <laughs> why pay somebody else i know you right don't, don't you have a cousin with a big truck call right up. <laughs> and our but in ours it would be call mike eccles yeah. you know <laughs> i well, bet he's got some way to do this he does have a big car hauler trailer but uh, <laughs> i bet he's done it all before you know but i just again though we would do we would get to that part of talking about it and then 
we would, if you and I would, we got together and said, well, let's do it. We would call somebody like Mike and Mike mm-hmm. would say, well, you know, um, I don't want to call you guys idiots because that's not polite. <laughs> so I do, what is a polite term for that? Moron? Would that work? No. I, so anyway, but even after all that, Mark, you know, I would actually look at it and go, yeah, you're probably right. We probably need to pay somebody to do it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, when you get it where you end up abandoning the car, I mean, do you think you can get away with just abandoning a house in the middle of the road and a truck and a truck? I mean, nobody's going to find you. Is this is this the, the game when you close your eyes, you know, and right. you think because you can't see anybody, they can't see you? Right. And it's not like you were you were on the riding mower and and it ran out of gas and you just left it where it was and nobody's going to know, you know, (laughs) this is a house, you know, odds are it's got a street number on it. Odds are there's mail in it with your name on it, you know, (laughs) and you've got the power lines and mailboxes all down behind you. Yes. Mailboxes. (laughs) trees. Yeah. You probably. Yeah. And you can probably see the vacant lot where the house used to be. Uh Oh, my word. You just follow the trail back to where it started. And, oh, it was Uh, that guy. (laughs) You remember in the, the. Okay. Now I got it. They were watching the jerk with Steve Martin and they saw. When he's working at Hartoonian's gas station uh-huh. and these guys are ripping him off. So he takes a chain and hooks it up to a church. And <laughs> so basically any car driving down the boulevard that's uh, pulling a church behind it. That's probably the guys. <laughs> Life radio FM, the market Mac show and uh, boy, oh boy, Mark, uh, <laughs> Headline screams, couple took weak old deer to Walmart. Mm -hmm. Just stop right there, okay? (laughs) If I were to... I know people... I was going to say, if you were going to guess where this happened, where would you guess? Yeah, I... Yeah, somewhere around us, yes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking, well, right down the street. Uh Well, Georgia wildlife officials cited a couple for illegally having a one-week-old deer fawn as a pet after they were spotted with the animal in the dog food aisle of a Walmart. Walmart employees contacted the Georgia Department of Natural Resources after seeing the couple in the store, the man pushing a shopping cart, and the woman holding the tiny baby deer. By the time wildlife officials arrived on the scene, the couple had left, uh, but officers reviewed security camera footage and were able to identify a company logo on the man's T-shirt. After speaking with the company, wildlife officials were able to identify the man, and they went to his home in Appling, Georgia. The man told officials that his dogs had brought the fawn into his yard, and he wanted to take care of it. It isn't uncommon for fawns to wander away from their mother. Some fawns are a little more curious than others. But it is illegal for people to take them in as pets. The Department of Natural Resources took possession of the fawn, which weighed about three pounds and took it to St. Francis Animal Hospital in Augusta. Wow. Just wow. Yeah. <laughs> I see I see videos on YouTube all the time of people with odd pets, you know. Yeah. Just people like they've got raccoons and things like that and I think that's just that's just who would why would you and this guy these right. people have got a deer, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> but why do you have to take it to Walmart? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> well, listen, I get it. You know, we got pets, but uh-huh. it's like really taking it to Walmart. What was your point? Listen, 
Have you not seen these these ladies who have a purse just to carry their tiny dogs around in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have. Come on. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, uh, you know, Memorial Day weekend upon us. And it, you, you know, we mark the beginning of summer with Memorial Day weekend and the end of summer with Labor Day. Traditionally, that's how we look at it. Yeah. Smack dab in the middle of the 4th of July. And I'm just wondering, do you and Jane have plans to take like a week long vacation? Not during the summer. No. Yeah. Um, okay. Mainly because, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say you guys don't yeah, have. I'm just going to gonna say <laughs> it, at our age, we don't like yeah. going out places and getting burned in the sun and sweating all day. Right. I mean, it's just, we yeah. prefer air conditioning, but we'll What's, we'll do that. You know, when we'll vacation in September, when everybody else has gone go. back to school, right? <laughs> and all of the places that were crowded with all those summer people are now empty. That's when we'll go on vacation. Well, See, that's the smart way. Well, I got yeah. the uh, the reason I'm asking is, you know, mine is usually where I get told, you know, the day of, hey, we're leaving to go to the beach. <laughs> and I can attest like, that this is true. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I will call Mark. Hey, um, Mark. Hey, I'm. And I at first I just take the blame, Mark. Apparently, I wasn't listening when all these plans were, you know, being made. Right. But we're leaving now. And you're like, well, what, what do you mean now? I mean, like. Yeah, like we're on. Can we be on vacation next week? I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's like that's just so. I ever since last year, I mean, I've tried to make it better each year, but ever since last year, where I'm not kidding, that actually happened. Where it was a Friday, mm-hmm. and you and I were done for the day, yep. and and I, all of a sudden, I see the girls packing stuff, and I'm like, what are, you know, what are y'all doing? And now I'm. Did you include, am I included in this? I mean, I'm, I know I'm paying for it, but am I allowed to go or what? What's the deal? And they acted like, oh, we told you about it. I'm like, no, you didn't. didn't. And what it is is they know, okay, from our history, they know that you and I, we can do our job from just about anywhere because we have. They don't realize that we actually have to plan for that. They just know the end result is, well, whenever, you know, how many times have we gone on vacation where we were doing the show elsewhere? You know, it's Mm, just, anyway, not complaining. It's just there are other considerations, but they don't, I think they do it because they're hoping I don't catch on until I think they've run to Walmart. And six hours later, I'm like, Hey, are you guys okay? And they're like, yeah, we're at the beach, you know, that kind of thing, you know, because going to Walmart or going to the beach takes about the same amount of time. I think, I think what it is, is like our, we have, we, you and I both love this comic, uh, Jeff, uh, Oh, now, now Jeff Allen lives in Nashville. And he talks about, in one of the one in one of his bits, he he says, "There I was walking through the living room, minding my own business, doing my best not to be sucked into the vortex of my family's life, <laughs> and they got me, you know." Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's what's going on. Is oh yeah, dads tend to focus, 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 ma- maintain, keep moving, don't get sucked into it, and as a result, we miss out on a lot of things. Yep. <laughs> that are decided without our input because we decided, right. no, I think I need to go to change the left-handed people frets are on the lawnmower because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Liferadio.fm. 
Mark and Max show. And uh, boy, as we're headed towards the, well, not towards, we're already there at the end of the school year. Mm. Uh, many of our schools already have done graduation and uh, others will be doing it, you know. Yep. I'm um, thinking probably not around Memorial Day weekend, but there will be a few coming back. Like when I graduated from high school, it was on June 3rd. Mm. You know, and yeah. I'm. I know that, you know, it was funny because after you have graduation, the other, you know, the sophomores and juniors, they're still in class, usually taking exams and things like that. Yeah. I think anyway, I digress because here's a high school principal who <laughs> takes care of 12 horses. Yeah. Now, where was he taking care of these 12 horses? In Mark? Montana, <laughs> where okay. you would expect horses to be, actually. Yeah. A Montana high school principal had his word cut out for him when 12 students rode their horses to school and. In accordance with an old law, he had to take care of them. Conrad, no, Pope, man, for real. Wait a minute. Yes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes. The okay. Twelve kids uh, rode they, horses they to knew. school. <laughs> they knew about this old law. <laughs> I love these kids. <laughs> Conrad Public Schools said in a fair uh, Facebook post that Conrad High School principal Raymond De Broy uh, was uh, required by law to care for 12 horses when students rode them to school Monday. The Facebook post said, Montana has an old law saying if a student rides their horse to school, the school principal has to feed and tend to the horse throughout the day. The district said the principal had his work cut out for him, tending the horses all day long. <laughs> I love it. I love it. They saw it. They saw their opening. They coordinated it and said, we're yep. getting him. Yep. What do you bet they were seniors? And this is like, hey, yeah. you know what we'll do? <laughs> yeah, because if they're not, they're going to pay for it all next oh, year, man. Oh, they are. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, uh, we do appreciate you listening. Uh, we ask that you share it with a friend or a neighbor. Just say, hey, check it out, LifeRadio.fm. Jumping worms, mm -hmm. jumping. This sounds like a toy for kids. Jumping worms, yeah. Mike. Or, or wait a minute. Red Wigglers, <laughs> the Cadillac of worms. Wait a minute. Cadillac of worms. <laughs> These are more like pogo stick worms. I love the title of oh, okay. Jumping Worms. Uh, <laughs> the evil twin of earthworms. <laughs> Gardeners beware. Is this beware. a real thing or are you making it up? No, this is, I'm not making this stuff up. I'm not. They're the invasive, uh, it's the invasive Amenthus agrestis, also known as the Asian jumping worm. Could be wiggling around in a garden near you if you live in California. These worms are known for their insatiable appetite and ability to jump a foot in the air. True to their name, they jump and thrash immediately when handled, behaving more like a threatened snake than a worm, sometimes even breaking and shredding, uh, shedding their tail when they're caught. And they've been known to jump off the ground or out of bait cans. As if that's not disconcerting <laughs> enough, the, worm, the worms are extremely active, aggressive, and have voracious appetites, according to the uh, CDFA. According to the news, recent news coverage, Asian jumping worms have been spotted in California with greater frequency lately. They're native to East Asia, particularly <laughs> Japan and the Korean Peninsula. And these worms began arriving in the U.S. in the early 1900s, tucked away in the soil of potted plants. That's according to the oh. U.S. Department of Agriculture. Since then, the worms have wiggled their way across the United States and can now be found in at least 34 states. Wow. Jumping worms. Just wow. Yeah. Never heard of it. Me Never either. heard of jumping worms. Me either. 
I'm pretty sure that I would have heard of it if somebody, you know, somebody comes back from fishing with their kids. You know, we, they, we didn't catch anything, but it's not because they weren't fish. We couldn't catch the worms. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and mark and i were just talking about this off the air we will be off monday yeah as many will be off you know yeah uh, we try to be off on those holidays and mm-hmm. you know beyond maybe if you absolutely yeah. hey i was wondering why Ladonna was talking about uh, she and i taking a road trip over to georgia uh-huh. you know yeah i i didn't i she doesn't usually throw that out there as something she wants to do um, but now I know why, mm-hmm. and I'm glad you threw this out there because I didn't know about this, Mark. Yeah, if authorities, go ahead. Our warning: two monkeys on the loose in Georgia. If you are, if you're planning, if she's thinking, you know, I'd love to go to Savannah. That's that's what's going on because authorities in Georgia are warning members of the public to be on the lookout for two patas monkeys. They're on the loose near Savannah. The Effingham County Sheriff's Office said deputies recently received a call reporting these two monkeys on the loose. It sounded like a scene from Jumanji, but it was Jumanji, but it wasn't. <laughs> there are, in fact, two potas monkeys on the loose in North Effingham, the Sheriff's Office said in their Facebook post. The monkeys are legally owned by an Effingham resident, the Sheriff's Office says. The Georgia Department of Natural Resources has con- was contacted to help capture them. The sheriff's office says we ask that you do not try to catch them. Although they are not believed to be dangerous, they are wild animals, and we cannot predict how they will respond if they are cornered. Hmm. Oh, cute monkey. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Willie Monkey, pull my hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad you got your monkeys back. Do you think maybe you could get the my finger back from that one there? Yeah. And pay the doctor to put my face back on. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, Mark, we've had um, a couple of stories this morning. Like, we found out that 6% of people in the United States of America believe <laughs> they could take on a grizzly bear in a fair fight and come out okay. Right. We've had a snake up in a tree, fire mm-hmm. department getting called. Yep. We've had monkeys on the loose. Um, <laughs> we've had jumping worms. Yes. <laughs> and now we have a former NASCAR driver helping to rescue donkeys. Yeah. Former NASCAR driver Kenny Shepard helped with a private rescue of two donkeys who were stranded on a shrinking island located at Lake McClure in California. The donkeys, one male, one female, were stranded due to the water level rising in that area, cutting them off from a main body of land. The donkeys had wandered off from a larger herd of donkeys that live in the area. The herds believed to be descendants of a pack of donkeys that were either abandoned or they were able to escape capture. Volunteers, including Shepard and other members of the community, have been checking on the donkeys for months and feeding them hay, apples, and carrots every day. The private rescue took three weeks to plan, with Shepard paying out of the pocket for most of it. He worked with local government agencies, urban tracking specialists, donkey experts, fabricators, and welders to create a structure on the island that could herd the monkeys onto a rescue barge. The donkeys were (laughs) then taken to UC Davis for treatment. Wow. Wow. Just, just wow. Um, Hey, good for Kenny Shepard, you Mm -hmm. know. Yeah. Worrying about two donkeys. Yeah, makes me um, wonder if he had his NASCAR team involved, you know, because they're always building stuff. They build, you know, build the cars from the ground yeah. up. 
That would be interesting. Right. And if he's talking to the press afterwards, I wonder if it was like this. Oh, I tell you, we run pretty good all day long and did develop a little bit of a push early in the race, brought her in, Booger Jackson wedge and she ran like a spot about eight back to that. Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings, only on liferadio.fm. 